Maybe you're already great at getting the cranberry sauce out of the can in one piece, in which case you can go ahead and skip ahead. But I can tell you how we always did it at my house. First, use a can opener to take the lid completely off the can. Then use a pointy can opener, the kind that's usually on the other end of a beer opener, to punch a small hole in the bottom of the can. That will relieve the pressure sticking the sauce to the inside of the can so that you can release it without having to use a knife. Just shake it upside down over a plate, and you've got cranberry sauce in a can shape. While it often gets overlooked by all the retailers who have already decorated for Christmas, Thanksgiving is such a brilliant holiday. When else is it totally acceptable to eat until you're stuffed and then take a nap on the couch without anyone calling you a lazy bum? Also, when else do you get to eat cranberry sauce in the shape of a can? Whether you're already deep into cooking your turkey or you just want to know what to do with the leftovers, today we talked to Butterball's famous Turkey Talk Line, which has been dispensing bird-related advice for more than 30 years. We get some brilliant tips and also some Thanksgiving horror stories, one of which involves an oven self-cleaning cycle. After that, we talked to Adam Burakowski, associate deals editor at Wirecutter, about which deals on Black Friday are great and which are not exactly deals. In our final segment, we go back to finish our staff-wide battle with Amazon Alexa slash scotch tasting to find out if we can get Alexa and Google Home to talk to each other. It continues to not go well. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. I'm Jacqueline Detweiler, and this is the most useful podcast ever. So I wanted to find out a little bit about um, what to do with turkey after the holiday safely, because I know everybody ends up with a ton of it, and I always make, like, sandwiches and stuff like that. But what if you end up with way too much turkey? How how soon do you have to use it? You know, once you start cooking the turkey, I mean, the turkey's finished, then what we'd like you to do is get it back to the refrigerator within three hours. Okay. So people often tell us, well, we get it done early, and then we just keep picking at it all day. And, of course, that's not our, our favorite thing that, that we'd like you to do. But within three days, then, after... Thanksgiving, if you still have any leftovers, which is hard to imagine, um, <laughs> you know, you can just simply freeze the turkey in nice, uh, you know, heavy freezer bags, get out all the air, and use that within a few months. But the idea is, uh, why don't you, while you have the turkey there, make turkey chili or make turkey soup or make something else, and then you have something already made ready to go is another thing you can do. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, so like just know, shred it up and use it in something yeah, else. Yeah, and you can make pulled pulled turkey instead of pulled pork. That's in fact that's what we're going to have tomorrow for lunch here at the talk line. What uh what is it like at the Butterball talk line? Like wh- what do you do normally? Well, people here are dietitians and they're nutritionists, they're chefs. So everybody here has a foods background and we are we get wonderful training. We go to something we call Butterball University and we cook turkeys every way there is to cook them. That and sounds amazing. It is amazing. Um, you know, there's so many ways now to cook turkey. They're frying and smoking and brining. And so we, we have to be really prepared. And I and what we've done this year for the first time, we're doing texting 24-7. Oh, wow. Until Thanksgiving. Now, that's a different number, and I'd like to give you that because we that's very popular this year for okay. us. Okay. It's 844-877-3456. Okay. All right. And that's the number, you know, if people are stressing in the middle of the night in their pajamas, <laughs> they just send us this text and we get back to you and then you can certainly go to sleep. Then you can relax. You can relax and go to sleep. Yeah. In, the, in the capable hands of the Butterball the Turkey Hotline. Hands. Yeah, so we really are well trained. Um, and people think, well, how many questions can you ask about turkey? But I bet right, you can ask a lot, actually. Oh, you can, you know, and... And the question now we're getting a lot is about thawing the turkey. Some people want to get pretty creative and 
want to wrap it in an electric blanket and wonder, <laughs> is that okay? <laughs> or that's a, then, wait, is that, that's not okay? Right? That's not okay. okay. Or one, one person said to me, I think I'll just put it in the dishwasher and oh put my it God. the cycle and that'll do it. She said, but don't worry, I won't use any soap. <laughs> Someone said that to you? Were you like, You're, don't, please don't do that? <laughs> yeah, right. So we, we do save the day. I mean, like I said, our collars are pretty creative, but I mean, they all have the same end goal in mind. And some are getting there in a slightly different way that we try to get them back on the straight and narrow path to a good, a, a good turkey that's, that's safe and good to eat. That so. is amazing. What's the hardest question you've ever gotten? Oh, you know, it's a hard question to answer when someone has really compromised the turkey. Oh, uh, right. Like they left it out all night or they... Uh, I had a man today just come. He's in, in Miami. It was out all night, and it was 78 degrees Is it gonna, uh, outside, you know, on this little uh, porch or something. Wanted to know if it would be okay. Well, those are questions that we're, we're not happy to get those, and the, the people who call us are not happy either, you know. Right. People want to do, uh, they want to do things to make the turkey good, which is perfectly understandable. But sometimes they're too anxious to do too many things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talked to a man this morning. He was going to brine his turkey. Then he wanted to roast it and then finish it on the grill. And all sound wonderful things to do, but that's just too many things to do. Right. You know? Right. Take it, um, keep it simple. Yeah. And, you know, I, I say to everybody that I talk with, that the turkey should be the easiest part of your dinner. And that re- really freaks some people out. But if you think about it, our favorite thing to do, that's, that's, it, it gives you this, like, picture-perfect turkey, like you think, who made this? It's that nice. We just, you know, when you get the turkey, it should be thawed, of course. Take out the neck and the giblets and dry it. No need to wash it. And just dry it good. Brush it with oil, and that gives you a nice, even coating. Which it gets nice and evenly brown. Put it in a, a 325 oven. Mm-hmm. Shallow pan. Close the door. Relax. <laughs> and then about a little bit more than halfway through the roasting, um, take a piece of aluminum foil and put that loosely on the breast. And what that does, it slows down the cooking of the breast because the breast cooks faster than the thighs. Oh, and that way you don't get the, that overcooked you breast get that thing. Overcooked bre- and see, it's like a, that's how you get one turkey at two temperatures. You don't have to do any basting. Um, but the turkey should be the easiest part because you don't have to do much of anything to it. If you want to brine it, you know, call us, 1-800-Butterball, we'll help you through <laughs> that process. Just keep in mind for your people who are you're going to be getting this information that they need to refrigerate the turkey when you brine it. You can't just leave it in a big container all night. You right, know, and certainly be, not on a porch in Miami. No, not on a no porch No offense in Miami. to the Miami guy. No, 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 but it's, you know, it just needs to be refrigerated. And and yes, of course, um, the frying. Have you ever had a fried turkey? I have. One time when I was in high school, a friend of my stepdad's came over and deep fried a turkey in the yard. It was very scary seeming <laughs> because yeah. we had to set up the whole thing, and it's a, quite a lot of oil, and you're putting a yeah. big heavy thing in there. And uh, everyone was sober in this case, but I know a lot of people do that do that drunk, and <laughs> that oh, yeah. seems very dangerous. Talk about complicating something. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, now we have, maybe you've seen them, an indoor fryer. Butterball oh. an indoor fryer. There's two sizes. And you can do this inside on your kitchen counter. And, you know, we're, we're in Chicago, so when we're, we're deep frying turkeys up here, it's freezing, you know, at Thanksgiving. Right, typically. right. But this one you do in your 
in your kitchen on the counter, and it, it'll cook in three and a half to four minutes a pound. That's wow, it. that's so fast. It's fast. Yeah, that's the thing about it. It's so fast. And it's so delicious. My mom always injects hers with Cajun butter. Oh, that's wonderful. So that's a good, good. idea. Oh, that's it's a so good. good. And even when she roasts it, she still injects it with the Cajun butter? Yeah, yep. She yeah. injects it with Cajun butter and then roasts it in the oven. Yeah. And it is dang good, tell you yeah. what. As they say in the South, dadgum good. <laughs> it is that's, that's a dadgum a, good turkey. Dadgum good turkey, that's right. <laughs> but, you know, we, we have all kinds of um, methods that people want to use. That We do have some problems, though, once in a while. Our callers are on, in a ski cabin and they're cooking dinner and turning on an oven that they're not familiar with and one time they accidentally hit the self-clean button oh no so of course everybody panics and they call 1-800-butterball 1-800-butterball <laughs> what did <laughs> you say well you, you know that's that call the oven go, manufacturer <laughs> call the maintenance person oh, unplug the stove i mean you got to stop that heat source right you know, turn off the gas un- unplug it whatever you have to do but you've got to stop the heat from, from getting in there. So we have those kind of calls. And, and oh. you know, we've also had power outages in different parts of the country. Uh-huh. So when it's a storm season, you know, we have people who need to finish cooking their turkey, and, and they have a lot of good questions. So it, 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 it's just amazing. And that's why I say, you know, we have good training. But um, you can talk over anything at 1-800-BUTTERBALL. You know, <laughs> and the website, butterball.com. Uh, we are we are here. We like we say we are in demand and on demand all at the same time. So. You're like the nine one one of Thanksgiving. We of are chefs. Yeah. One one man said to me, "You know, you're the best tech support I've ever had." <laughs> 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 yep, that's that's what we're we're all about here. In fact, we had we had turkey chili for lunch with turkey pumpkin black bean chili for lunch. They made for us today. Do you ever and get nice. tired of eating turkey there? Do you ever like bring a pizza or something? No, well, we don't get turkey here every day, but but for my day today, I did have turkey for breakfast. I'm having turkey. I had turkey for lunch, and I'm going to be having turkey for dinner. So you're and I'm okay it. about all that because it doesn't always taste the same. It takes so many different flavors. It's That's that true. versatile. But you're going to need to take a serious nap later with all that tryptophan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's in the cards for today. We, we have a lot of people you know, waiting and, and wanting to ask us some questions. So we, we stay with this, take a break now and then, but not for very long. <laughs> well, thank you, Phyllis. Keep fighting the good fight. We have with us Adam Burakowski, who is an associate deals editor at wirecutter.com, which is a uh, an awesome site online that you can use to figure out what sorts of products you want, might want to buy for the best prices. Um, Adam, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me on. So you are the... I'm the associate deals editor. I'm the person that handles all the deals. Okay, that's awesome. And that's such a cool title. In terms of Black Friday, which this is our kind of, it's a little bit post-Thanksgiving, mid-Thanksgiving, we'll say, episode, and everyone's gearing up for Black Friday. Um, I actually never shop on Black Friday in real life because it terrifies me, but I do like the internet sorts of deals. Um, but I know that some of them aren't really as deal-tastic as they sound. Yeah, in our experience, we look through tens of thousands of deals. We've got like a whole team of wire cutter looking for them now. And in the past couple years, we've had, we've had under 1% of them that we've looked at were deals. Um, around Prime Day, which was Amazon's shopping holiday that goes on in July, 
we found maybe I think 0.6% of them were deals. And last year around Black Friday, where we look at a lot of retailers, we found a little closer to 1%, but it was still really small. Wow. And wait, so because they sound like deals, like I look at these things, you know, for example, I'm I'm a sucker for all of the the email things where they email you and they're like 40% off of this and you know, blanket, blanket 100% not 100% off, but like blanket 60% off everything in store. What do they what do they do? Do they like do a lot of places jack up their main prices and then knock a whole lot off everything as like a sale? How does that how does that work that it's not really a deal? A lot of the prices that you see are based off of the manufacturer's suggested retail price. And rarely do any products actually sell in that area. You might get things like uh, Apple's laptops, for example, or certain types of headphones from certain premium brands will almost exclusively stay at the suggested retail price. But for most products, the daily price you'll find any month. So you go in October you'll find a certain percentage discount off of the manufacturer's suggested retail price. And then what typically happens is a couple weeks before Black Friday, they'll start raising the prices closer to the manufacturer's suggested retail price. So then on Black Friday, they can then say, oh, we're giving you a 35 or a 45% discount. But really, if you'd gone in in October, you might have found the price to only be a dollar or so more than the Black Friday price. That's amazing. So what, sort of what you're saying is better than shopping on Black Friday is don't shop the few weeks before Black Friday? Yeah, basically, if you can avoid shopping about two weeks or so before Black Friday up to Black Friday, you will find that a lot of prices are jacked up. However, what we've been noticing in the past year is Black Friday is expanding, so some retailers do a lot of deals throughout the whole week of Black Friday, mm-hmm. and some are starting to expand to a Black Friday month, although we did find almost every single deal we found in the Black Friday month kind of flyers, like Newegg was doing that, and they sell a lot of computer parts. Barely any of those were worth mentioning, even less than the 1% we were talking about before. So there's just a lot of deceptive marketing around this month. Are there reliable categories that have that tend to function better as sales this time of year? You know, what I mean, it's like clothes generally not, but electronics sometimes. Or you know, are there categories that tend to do better with sales like these? Well, we don't really cover them, but we've found media deals. So things like Blu-rays and video games, they tend to have some fairly significant discounts around now. Last year, we ran into some great audio deals. So there were a lot of uh, a lot of microphones we recommended and some headphones that had fantastic prices for about a week or so that we didn't end up seeing like those prices again for another five, six months. That's amazing. What about in terms of, so I, I, this is actually a, a completely strange, weird question, but um, have you heard of Camel, Camel, Camel? Yes, we actually use it often. It's one of the sites we do recommend for price tracking. Um, it's very handy. It has a few limitations, and that's not really on their end. It's kind of just how Amazon does things. Uh, for example, it tracks prices that are the main price and the third-party retailer prices, which are very handy to know. But sometimes Amazon will do things like add a coupon that you have to click to get that proper price mm-hmm. or add a discount that will show up at the final stage of checkout or it'll do it as a lightning deal, especially around Black Friday. Now, lightning deals are their time-limited deals that might only go live for 
depending on how popular it is, a minute or two, or in some cases, for the less popular items, they might be around for a few hours. And those don't really reflect in the camel, camel, camel prices. So while it's an excellent resource for getting some historical data, uh, you might have to do a little more research, basically, to get the best deal around Black Friday. Okay. Do you guys have, over at Wirecutter, have any big recommendations for this year? There's a great deal right now over at Best Buy on iPads. The best price we've seen, which is $125 off all models of them, the iPad Pros. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to some of the audio deals. We've seen some good deals on Bluetooth speakers like uh, the Sonos system, which is a multi-room kind of audio system you can get to play music in different rooms. We're seeing some rare sales on those. Ooh, I want and one of those. They're, they're pretty interesting. Um, and we've been seeing some really good deals in the past few days, and we expect some better ones on Wi-Fi security cameras, cameras, which aren't really necessary for most people. But if you run, say, a business or you have, like, a large house and you want to track things like that, we've seen some really significant discounts recently that we weren't expecting even a week or two ago. Um, what is uh, Do you have anything that you're planning to buy this year? This year, I'm probably only going to get a hard drive. I was thinking of upgrading my computer a little bit. But otherwise, I'm probably going to keep it fairly light, maybe a couple video games for the holiday break. Right. Yeah, keep, keeping, it, keeping it easy. I feel like it's Black Friday, it's really easy to get sucked in and spend a lot of money. But then you get then Christmas comes and you're like, or, or Hanukkah or whatever it is, and, uh, and you get all these presents and you're like, oh, man, I didn't really need to go shopping at all, to be honest. I should have just waited. Yeah, I mean, at best with the amount of... Uh, deals and just things I need to manage around now. Maybe like some nice pillows would be good for after that. <laughs> Wait, are, so are post, are post holiday sales good? Are they real? They can be. It depends on the products. We find, for example, after Black Friday, a lot of the deals repeat on Cyber Monday. So if people miss them, that's good. And after Cyber Monday, we do tend to see some products. It's hard to say which ones will, this will happen to this year. But we tend to see some products drop back down to their Black Friday prices throughout December. And then in January, um, so actually after Christmas, sales are dead. You would think they would retailers will want to get rid of some of their extra inventory. Mm-hmm. That traditionally is the slowest time for any types of sales. Oh, well, is it because everyone's got gift cards? It could be. It could be that people are busy returning items and trying to switch them out. I'm not really... I haven't really done a big investigation on that one, but uh, I don't know. It's it's just so dead. There, were, right now, on average, we might be posting ten to thirty deals a day, depending on which day leading up to Black Friday. Whereas in January, we might be seeing one to three deals a day. Okay. Wow, that's a lot. That's a huge drop off. Um, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk to us. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. What do we call the Google Home? Can we talk to the Google Home? Yeah, for sure. So the Google Home prompt is letter O, letter K, Google, which is a lot of consonants, and that's another phrase that doesn't come up in common conversation very often. So you say, um, can I say it? Yeah, and here's some of the, I'll hand you some of the commands. So it works the same way. Okay. Um, But yeah. Okay, Google. Whoa. And then I say, uh, what are the top ABC headlines? 
Here's the latest news from ABC World News Tonight at 7.27 p.m. yesterday. Tonight, breaking oh. news, election night in America from ABC News election headquarters right here in Times Square. Okay, Google. The first clue... Okay, Stop. Google, that's enough. Um, ooh, what's crystal ball? Give it a shot. Nice. Oh. I just need to hang these velvet curtains. Whoa. Oh, it did it without the prompt. Come closer. 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 This is where it kills you. Okay, stop. Close your eyes and clear your thoughts. The crystal ball shall reveal your destiny. Now ask a yes or no question. It's coming in right now. Oh, this is fun. Already, just as the first polls are um, uh, okay, Google. Will... Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no. The all-knowing crystal ball says it's unlikely. Did it read my? But thoughts? I just picked this thing up at a thrift store. Don't take it too seriously. Do you dare ask the crystal ball another question? Yes. Now ask a yes or no question. Will I be hungover tomorrow? The crystal ball says yes. And no. Oh, and no. I bought this thing from a pretty shady website. I'm not sure if it's accurate. Very cute. Wait, can we ask it? Can we ask it the questions that have already been answered? Sure. The crystal ball says, indeed. <laughs> well, that's The staggering. crystal ball doesn't know everything. You might want to ask a real person for a second opinion. Do you dare ask the crystal ball another question? Did Donald Trump win the election? The crystal ball says negatory. Well, I think it doesn't matter. But know I just picked this thing up at a thrift store. Or it's got the inside Don't take scoop. it too seriously. Do you dare ask the crystal ball another question? Okay, Google. How long will it take for me to get home? Now ask a yes or no question. Nope. Yeah, how do you get Stop. out of something once you're in it? That's the thing. There's no the real. We're, we're, we're trapped. We're trapped in the crystal ball. The crystal so I just ball. hit the top button to turn on the microphone. We had to go and touch it? Th this is what I Oh, I see. It was playing both at the same time. Correct. That's yeah. why I was so confused because I like it asked me to ask a question, and I was like, I can hear something, and I don't know what's going on. So it was on. playing the radio broadcast in the background. During the... Okay. okay so can I, could so we go like, okay, Google, play Break My Stride and read me the NBC headlines. The crystal ball says... <laughs> Of course. All right. I just picked this thing up at a thrift store. Let's get out of this. See, this is why I wouldn't buy one of these things, because it just seems exhausting. I could just check that on my phone so much more quickly. Yeah. Um, I mean, it won't, like, you know, you can't play Magic 8-Ball with it, but you could buy a Magic 8-Ball. Well, I, yeah. I could play Magic 8-Ball on my phone. I could do that. Yeah. The whole idea behind the Google one is that if you have, if you give Google all your information, like it has my home address, my work address, my phone number, all that stuff, if you give it that, then you it should be able to answer questions like, how long will it take me to get home? Because it knows that you typically ride your bike or right. whatever. Wait, well, let's try it. Okay, Google. How long will it take me to get home? The all-knowing... See? Oh, that's so Wait, annoying. how do we turn that off? Okay, Google. Turn off crystal ball. Come back soon to hear what the future holds for you. <laughs> okay, Google. How long will it take for me to get home by bike? By bike, the trip home is 26 minutes. Accurate. Wow. All right. 
You look close. I'm jealous. Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. Also, <laughs> I'm going to just go and draw a circle around our office and just Twice take, take, radius. Figure out where take doors lives. off until I figure out where you are. <laughs> Stake it out. <laughs> Definitely not, not that many places in Manhattan within 26 minutes of our office. So true. Most yeah. of them are water. Okay, Google. Where can I buy a bottle of Johnny Walker? Sorry, I don't know how to help with that, but I'm learning more. Oh. Point Alexa. Alexa, where can I buy a bottle of Johnny Walker? Sorry, I'm not sure. For now, I'm able to look up phone numbers, hours, and addresses. So that means that you have to be within the Johnny Walker app, have that open that. within it, which is not right. Right. Logical, like, why would you generally? Right. So then, the, but you can't even see these things. So you have to like remember all the commands to get into all the apps that you have on your Amazon. And kind of tell whether it's open to one or not and exit out of it. Yeah, this is get... news to me, actually. I haven't tried too many of these ones where it immerses you in it and then you have to exit it deliberately. Right. So, like, back to the important part. Could it send you the address of a whiskey location to your phone? Yeah, I keep trying that. Yes. So I think it, it, the error was that I gave it... It had the, it just kind of uses... It finds the address based on the IP address or finds your general area based on that, but it was off. So let me see if I can set it with, um, yeah, device location, here we go. So we can, I'm, I'm manually inputting this in the app on my phone. Alexa, play copyright free music. Play songs by copyright. That's not gonna work. <laughs> I've never heard the band copyright before, but I guess this is what it is. Uh, Alexa, where what are Italian restaurants? Alexa, what are Italian restaurants around here? Here are a few nearby popular Italian restaurants. Oh. Petsy's Italian Restaurant, Basso 56, Sfilatino Italian Gourmet, and Maria. Check out the Alexa app for contact info and hours. So, you can see you got a kind of think ahead on it. You can't talk to it exactly like a human. Like a person, right? Yeah. Because I feel like it's not that useful yet. Mm -hmm. I could see th that it's like a demonstration of tech. <laughs> uh, Alexa, stop. Alexa, stop. Sorry, Michael McDonald. Two of your brothers need to get muted. It's um, not that useful yet. But I could see how it could become useful. Okay. Yeah. See, I don't. Let's see you. I, don't, I just don't see how like these questions don't seem streamlined. Like these aren't things I'm. The things that is good at answering are not questions I frequently ask. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't need them answered super quickly. Right. Because, and and this, this is the clip they replay in 40 years when we're talking to all our technology and be like, look at those guys. They're idiots. They didn't like, see it coming. how you use the internet. <laughs> no, I definitely think that this is way it's, the way it's going probably. I think so, but I think we just got to get – I feel like your uh, flexibility of questions is yeah. like non-existent. Yeah. It has to act tough. more like a human. It seems way cooler than its functionality, I think, always ends up being. Plus, yeah. like, I, I always think about this stuff for someone like me, where I invested in, like, a nice set of speakers. Mm -hmm. I don't want to listen to this speaker in my house. And so, like, I, I hope, because I've seen people's houses, too, where they have, like, these beautiful, uh, you know, AV setups, and they're listening out of this, like, tabletop 12-inch tall speaker. Mm -hmm. So I think as we get more smart technologies and the rest of your house, having that control center makes a ton of sense. Right. But if you have a stupid house and a smart tower in the middle of your kitchen, like, 
It, it makes sense to me that it will one day be like, you remember those intercom systems that people used to have in their houses and you totally. could play music through the whole intercom system and then you could also like talk to people downstairs from upstairs, that it's going to be like that. Only you'll like be able throughout the entire house to be like, you know, close the garage door and turn off the stove and is Jimmy in the garden and yeah. whatever. Is Jimmy in the garden? <laughs> uh, with a, with a, can, Jimmy, with a candlestick. <laughs> Jimmy in the garden with a candlestick. What that Jimmy has just lost it recently. I know. That's the thing about Jimmy. Like, I wonder what the other things we can download. If Johnny Walker's yeah. on there, do we have, like, Wendy's? Can you give me a, a chicken nugget tasting menu? Like, Matt Allen, what's your opinion? Um, yeah, I'm not super impressed. Uh, first, like, getting into the, the nitty-gritty stuff of someone who enjoys, like, drinking tasty stuff. Uh, like, when you asked offhand for, uh, I think it was a Tom Collins recipe. Right. It told you the ingredients... No idea the proportions are, right? That's yeah. not super helpful. Right. Um, and not even in the right order. Like, no. I think it started with the club soda or something. Uh, it was gin first. Oh, did it say the gin I first? So. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, it kept playing smooth jazz for us when we didn't want it to. I did when we wanted it to, which is kudos, but uh, yeah. Kept so, I mean, all the more to your point that it's not intuitive, but I think what it was doing was saying, here are the ingredients you want for Tom Collins. Mm -hmm. I await for you to bring those, you know, up from your home bar that you have. Let's, can we try it again with, like, with yeah, a right. drink cocktail? Let's do that. All right, go for it. Alexa, what's a recipe for a Tom Collins? The recipes or ingredients I found for Tom Collins are gin, carbonated water, and syrup. Alexa, what do I do next? For help with what you can say, take mm. a look at the... Mm. See? Rough. Worst bartender. Sorry, Alexa. Alexa, play Return of the Mac. <laughs> Return of the Mac. See in J Street mixed by Mark Morrison from Spotify. Yeah. That's our show, y'all. We hope you had a happy Thanksgiving and are ready for some serious shopping. The most useful podcast ever is produced by the staff of Popular Mechanics and edited by Jesse Wright Mendoza. We'd like to thank Sarah Bentley and Andy Bowers from Panoply and Popular Mechanics Editor-in-Chief Ryan D'Agostino. Please subscribe to our show on iTunes, and while you're there, leave us a comment. We always love to know what you think. And if you want to read more about awesome life hacks for shopping, eating, and everything else, you should check out our website, popularmechanics.com. While there, you can subscribe to the print and digital edition of Popular Mechanics magazine for just $13.99 a year. I'm Jacqueline Detweiler. Thanks for listening.